0: Summertime in the EAC, Brad's Traeger Grill, Jeff's drinking unapologetically, all people at the barbecue will agree, work well qualified to represent the EACC, smoking that Tennessee, we know how to run that drill, eat and block that shit to 10pm, aw shit, the sweet sizzling sounds of summer. The grill is heated up, the smoke is billowing, waiting to enrich the bold flavors of whatever sweet meats you prepared last night. Although I run my grill all year round, there's nothing better than a summer barbecue. I've messed up enough meals on the grill to think that I'm well qualified to tell you what you're doing wrong. Just like every suburbanite in his jorts and gleaming white new balance kicks, that's right old white dads, I'm like you, but I'm jocking your styles. Tonight on Those Canadian Lads, let's get down to barbecuing. Brad, how are you doing tonight? What, what the hell is the EAC? in Alberta, Canada.
1: Oh man, yeah. <laughs> EAC in the house.
0: Yeah.
1: What is that?
0: I don't know. I don't were know you, if you were. Uh... Was that a song? Su- were you singing or rapping? <laughs> that was kind of me ripping off Sublime, uh, doing time. I don't know why I thought I could squeeze in the more syllables than what's actually in the song. <laughs> I was inspired yeah. I was inspired by your Garth Brooks rodeo uh, rendition you did a few a uh, few weeks ago so
1: people came back and said hey that didn't sound too bad maybe Garth's got some uh, competition i could take over his songbook and and crank it out
0: <laughs> well i'm sure it would be better than what i just <laughs> threw out i'm totally
1: button. lying nobody said that so <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no it, it it was better than what i just did but but the point of the horrible rhyme and intro was tonight we are talking a little bit of barbecuing. Now, uh, there's many different ways you can go about barbecuing, and I think Brad and I are well-versed in regards to giving you advice. We are both suburbanites. We both enjoy a good grill, a good smoke. So, Brad, what do you got to say? What What's on your mind about barbecuing and grilling this evening?
1: Well, I, I think I want to take the conversation tonight uh, around, you know, just the the barbecue journey, Jeff the journey of, uh, of barbecuing, <laughs> getting old, you know, this is becoming an old man, an old man's game or a, you know, a 21st century game. I don't know. Cause I think back as a kid, uh, there was no, there was no pellet smokers. There was barely, you know, a, a hibachi to cook on for uh, good old, uh, good old dad. Right. So uh, at the end of the day, um, things have changed. In, in No man, things have changed. Things have gotten, uh, Really cool. Did you have you ever did you eat brisket as a kid?
0: No, no, I did not. Um, actually, so I I remember my I remember my pops. Uh, he had the um I don't know what you call them, the Weber the little black Weber that you did put some coals on, but you sprayed it with that like tin of lighter fluid. <laughs> and I re- the only thing I really remember is that taste was it tastes like fuel, obviously, because that's what it was like fueled by, but. I just I like the sound of that tin that you would have to squeeze to get it out on the briskets, but but then eventually everyone moved on to uh, propane grills and things became a little bit easier. But I I agree with you. Um, I don't know what I don't. Well, I I know what it was. It was I when I first bought my home, and all of a sudden it became like, well, we're not going out as often. I want to you know do something fun on the summer weekends, and for some reason barbecuing is very. um it's very appealing to me. And I think it's very appealing to a lot of people. Obviously there's a lot of cooking shows about barbecuing, but then you kind of get into that. Like I want to try smoking stuff. I want to try doing like 12 hour cooks on stuff. And, holy man, you can really mess up a meal pretty badly if you don't know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> well, before you go down that, that road, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the first time you experienced like true like Texas U.S. barbecue. Because when you say barbecue, generally, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, barbecued mean means you're having a hot dog or a hamburger or a steak that uh, uh, tastes like a dog's butthole because it's like leather apparently that's what a dog's butthole tastes like so apparently
0: no no like I, I think you can do all those things well on a grill i will i will say that i think i tried getting into uh smoking barbecue before i'd actually tried it down in the uh, you know proper areas of the united states to give it a try um uh, my brother-in-law i'll give my brother-in-law jeff a shout out he he got me onto the smoking ribs train and trying to try and do that he does a fantastic job with them but uh, and nothing against jeff's ribs uh but the um uh, I went down to a restaurant just outside of Houston called the Swinging Door. I don't know oh if you've ever God. had the opportunity to get out there, but holy! We shit. went together. We did go together. Right? I forgot about that. Jesus Christ! It was a long time. Have it- you ever been to the Swinging Door, Jeff? I probably was sitting next to you. <laughs> you probably were. <laughs> but do you remember like the the setup of that restaurant? It was like the restaurant was in like an old, almost looking farmhouse, but they had like a second house attached to it that was just for smoking meats. Well, first of all, the sun goes
1: down early in Houston, Texas. Um I remember we were in a training course, so we went over we got a great recommendation, Steve Barber. Remember Steve Barber?
0: Yeah, I didn't really get to know Steve well, but yeah, I do remember it, it was a good reco for sure.
1: Yeah, Steve Barber, he uh old old Houston guy. He uh, hooked us up. He's like, "You guys got to go to the Swinging Door." So we're like, we're we're going to go to the Swinging Door, a bunch of canoes down in Houston, Texas, so we uh we venture out to the swinging door and it's getting dark out and we pull up on this, uh, uh, this address that, you know, our GPS, our old school Garmin GPS took us to. And we're like, is this the restaurant? And it looked like something out of like the Hills have eyes, right? Like it was in the backwoods. Uh, it may have just been because it was, uh, it was dark out, but it was in the backwoods. So um, we, uh, we go in, walk in to the, to the building. And it's like you said, it's kind of sketchy. And uh, we walk in and uh, wham, it's packed, tons of people in there, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I still go back. I posted the picture on Facebook, and I'll actually uh, I'll share it on our Instagram tonight after the episode airs. But uh, was that not some amazing barbecue? I remember it was a platter, Jeff.
0: It was. Uh, I you know what I think you know really good barbecue it changes you because you don't really know what really good barbecue is till you have it and. I said that that time in Houston and the only other time that really knocked my socks off outside of some home cooks that have been really good. Uh, there's a place called Martin's in Nashville, and it's probably a little fucked out because uh, so many people know about Martin's and people line up to go eat there. But I same thing. We had a platter of brisket, ribs, uh chicken. And, I've, and well, of course, you get the, the, the beans and the other side dishes. And I was. It was like awe inspiring. I remember talking to the cook and be like, "How long did you smoke this brisket for?" And he's like, "24 hours." I was like, "Mind blown." I'm like, "This is now my goal. I want a 24-hour cook on a brisket."
1: So that's a good segue. You know, obviously we were got if we had the chance to experience the real deal. You know, the real deal barbecue, and there's places in in town that try and it's good, but it ain't it ain't Texas good or Nashville good. It's uh a, they just they just have a different technique. I don't know if it is in the States. It's just something about having that authentic barbecue and, and having a chance to experience that. Essentially, you become addicted, right? Like you become addicted to um, that type of food because it is... Oh, man, maybe maybe as Canadians, it's because we have never experienced it. It's like something like really special. And down there, it's just generally barbecue. And you can get it around every corner in your gas station, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Anywhere there's a smoker.
0: It's true, though. You can get it in yeah. gas stations. It's wild. I know you see. Yeah, you see smoked meats in a gas station.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Smoked meat. So glad we're doing this episode. Episode 28, by the way.
0: Can't wait. I know. I, I'm, I'm ready to get a. am ready to get a cook on. But yeah, twenty eight is good too. So uh, we've talked about like why we kind of fell in love with it a little bit. What what do you how what are you rocking? What are you using for your barbecues right now? Well, Jeff, I'm glad <laughs> you asked.
1: So <laughs> I just turned forty years old, listener, uh, last year. And during COVID times was planning on following the Edmonton Oilers uh, during the playoffs, uh, going for a little bit of a trip down to uh, the United States of America and uh, or Canada, depending on who they played. But uh, I didn't get a chance. So I'm like, "Okay, 40th birthday, got to do something, got to get something. So um, I had previously purchased uh, from Costco uh, from one of the very, very um, uh, aggressive sales reps that Traeger uh, has, uh, that they, 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 they must have a great training program, but, uh, they, they have some pretty aggressive sales reps in the, uh, the Costco's. So my first smoker was actually, uh, a little, um, Traeger smoker, but that kind of got me hooked. It did the job for a while, took that one out to, to the family, uh, Lake lot, but, uh, I'm like, okay, I I miss my smoker. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I did some research. And I'm like, okay, I could go to Costco and I could get just the run of the mill one, uh, but there's different tiers of Traeger smokers. And doing my research, I was uh, I was shocked with what this machine that I was able to purchase, and it's a mid tier level. Um, I got the Traeger Ironwood 650, and this thing is not only a beast, uh, but it is it does an amazing job. Essentially. Uh, a pellet smoker you can control it with wi-fi um, uh, it tells you when your pellets are low uh, you can monitor the heat uh remotely um, basically it's a it's it's a, it's a it's a white guy's dad's dream whatever you wanted to call it earlier <laughs> new Suburbi- <balanced> white <laughs> suburbia suburbia
0: yeah so it's a it's a set it and forget it smoker is that accurate
1: it's a it's a, I wouldn't say it's a dumbed down smoker because it does an amazing job. The product that comes off of it is fantastic, but oh, no. it's, it's easy to use. And that's what I think, but people like getting into it are kind of maybe not intimidated, but, you know, look at it. It's like, wow, do I really need the, you know, hickory smoke on my food? And it's like, yeah, you do. You do need hickory smoke on your food. I recommend you have, you got to have a grill and you got to have a smoker. You got to have two. If you're doing it right, you got to have two units on your deck.
0: Well, I can't argue with that because I have two. Yeah. As well, so yeah, I don't have the I don't have the uh, high tech, high tech Traeger. I have the um, I have like effectively it's not the green egg, it's the black egg, so it's all ceramic. But as a result, I get to make the excuse that I have to babysit it all day, and I just sit in the backyard looking at my smoker while I cook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's an art to it. Right. It's controlling the heat and all that kind of good stuff. Whereas Traeger kind of takes that away, but I don't know if I could recommend anything. If you're listening today uh, to this podcast and you're like, okay, well, I was thinking about getting a, I was thinking about getting a smoker. And it's like, you know what you're going to get? You're going to go to the store and I'm going to tell you what the store I want to. They're not a sponsor of the show, uh, but I'm going to throw them some props because not only were they very helpful, um, they were awesome, it was just just awesome to deal with. And it's a, actually a company in St. Albert, Alberta. It's called Backyard Grills. They're located in the Telestore, if you didn't know. Not even a sign on the building, it's like going into a secret club. Uh, Backyard Grills, it's pretty awesome. But uh, <laughs> you go in there, all the Traeger, all the Traeger, all the cool Traeger shit. it's awesome. Uh, so you go into the secret like nightclub, it's kind of like a what are they? What are those ones with like the secret door? You go behind I, the I-
0: scenes. A speakeasy.
1: It's like a speakeasy, a speakeasy, Jeff.
0: I I was more thinking about where um, they took Bruce Willis and Lord Zed was. Or Zed, when the fun starts when Zed gets here in Pulp Fiction.
1: No, 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 <laughs> not like that. No, not like good, that. Okay. Only good stuff. Only good stuff. People are buying phones. You go behind the. You go walk into the back, and it's like barbecue, like heaven. You got like knives, like high end knives. <laughs> you get traggers, all the all the wh- bells and whistles, like you know, getting like a, an exciting thing for me is I'm going to be picking up soon. A, uh, a shelf for my Traeger, an extra shelf. Like it can compart and put it on. Like I'm, I'm so excited about this topic. This thing is, it's just wild though. I did break my Traeger before I even used it. I, I broke the thermocouple on it. Cause I thought, uh, yeah, anyways, fix it. Traeger was great to deal with too. They sent me the part <laughs> free of charge. It was awesome. I just, yeah, I have nothing good, but good things to say about Traeger. Um, And and yeah, so backyard grills. Getting back to that, you know, smoked. uh, What do they got? What do they call it? Rubs, smoker rubs. You got barbecue sauces, all that kind of stuff, right? So enough about them, but that's where I bought my my Ironwood 650. So that's the that's the mid
0: tier, Jeff. It's a good thing they're not a sponsor of the show. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's all good.
1: So there's three there's three real tiers. There's pro. Ironwood and then Timberline and Timberline might be the way to go. I, I, I think if you're going to get a, a smoker in the uh, pellet grill series, um, you go high end, just go for it. Cause these things are going to last forever.
0: Okay. So obviously uh, upon Brad's recommendation, go grab yourself a Traeger. Um, definitely uh, something that uh, you're definitely going to get a good product out of. Now, when you kind of start smoking, foods uh there's a lot of options obviously you can do a brisket which is i think more of an adventurous cook Uh, i think yeah i think i think ribs are kind of the great starting point for a lot of people if you're going to do a smoke do a smoke but what what are some of your what are some of your what's some of your advice for if you want to start get a good good a good rib cook going
1: you know what i tried this 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 method there the other day and uh it worked out so well it worked out so well so if you're going to look for recipes i highly recommend meat church Uh Matt Pittman. Um, he's a Traeger sponsored guy. Traeger sponsored. (laughs) Nothing you never go wrong with Traeger. Never go wrong with it. Um, but Matt Pittman, Meat Church, uh the videos are so in instruction, like the instruction on them is is fantastic, takes you step by step, gives you great tips. So I did the three, two, one method on my last couple racks of ribs. And so basically what the three-two method, three-two-one method is um Taking a couple racks of ribs, get your nice rub on there. I used a nice honey hot rub, add a little spice, a little kick to it. Nice uh, red uh, uh, rub, uh, get that mahogany look on your ribs. But what I did is you take the ribs, you shove them in the, the Traeger smoker. You turn it up to 180 degrees. You smoke those ribs on with hickory pellets for three hours. So after three hours, you pull them off. You want to put a wrap on them. You want to get them wrapped up. Let everything kind of uh, steam within its own juices, but you, you amp it up a notch. You uh, take some foil. You on the foil, you throw down some brown sugar. you take some uh, you take some butter, some nice butter. You put the butter on pats of butter along the ribs so it covers the the brown sugar. little stream of honey on top of that, a little bit more seasoning. Then you take the ribs and you put them down meat down onto that, you wrap them, up nice and tight and then you shove them back on the smoker for another two hours at like 250 degrees fahrenheit after that here comes the one you pull them off (laughs) you pull them off you pull them off and then you sauce them a little bit you find yourself a nice sauce you make yourself a nice sauce and you put that sauce down you put that back onto the smoker for another half hour to an hour you pull it off. You let them rest. You let everything settle down. You know, 25 30 minutes later, you're eating some fantastic ribs.
0: <laughs> there you have it.
1: <laughs> was that descriptive uh, enough for you?
0: That was. That was. So, um, have you uh, have you made any of your own rubs or are you just predominantly going with uh, what you're picking up?
1: You know what? I've tried making my own rubs, but uh, to be honest, uh, at this backyard grill, they have like a like they this guy who owns it, I forget his name, but he's uh he's brought in all these different brands throughout North America. We've got the meat church stuff. Um, Traeger brands, uh, Cosmos is another big brand out there. Um, there's a lot of different stuff, local, uh, right across North America. So, you know, sometimes just going after some of the, the trying some new, new rubs out there that some of these like tried and trusted, uh, um, you know, award-winning barbecue places have made and they they're selling them. So, giving those a try, but making your own rub is cool too. But you know the 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 big prize out there, you know, putting together uh, you know a good barbecue, it's that brisket. And it is to be honest with you, I've only done one decent brisket in my my early journey in barbecue, um, and I think I've done about four. Three have turned out like garbage. And one's turned out okay. And I need to tackle it again because it's uh it's an art and it's trying to get that, you know, right timing, not speeding things up, not rushing it, right? It's it's all about slow and low.
0: Yeah, I think that is the key with uh brisket. And as I said brisket's a challenging cook, so it's never one that you want to take on first. I I've had a handful, um, nothing really spectacular, so maybe nobody should listen to my advice, but I will say that um I did my last one. I did in the fall. Um, I made the mistake of like uh, so. I got I got the I got the smoker going. I put it on at 6 p.m. on a Friday, and my whole intention was to have a nice, uh, nice couple people over, nice barbecue for Saturday evening. And when I went to bed at like 11 o'clock, I have this uh, remote thermometer that uh, tracks the cover tracks the uh, temperature of the meat. Grill was good temperature. Meat was a good temperature. Unfortunately, I set the alarm for the high end of the temperature thinking that the heat was gonna run away run away on me but not go not go out and not <laughs> turn out. well because of that I didn't set that alarm I didn't wake up when the effectively the fire had gone out at some point in the middle of the night anyways um, luckily some of the smoke flavor had taken on to it but I had to complete the cook so like you do you wrap it up in uh, tin foil. I put it up on the um, on the propane grill and just tried to get that temperature back up before putting it in the cooler, wrapping it in blankets and everything. Well, I'll tell you one thing that you can learn is that uh, brisket is a fatty meat. Uh, it's got a nice, usually a nice layer of meat uh, around, I think they call it the head, but it's usually that part where the meat kind of starts, the meat um, tendon direction changes on you. Anyways, I picked up the damn thing with some tongs and I Dropped a bunch of burning fat onto my arm and burnt the hell out of myself. <laughs> and, then, and then a bunch of it fell in the grill too and <laughs> lit my grill on fire. So that was a frightening experience, but managed to get it into the cooler without killing anyone, which was great. But but I, I will say though too, like um I was actually shocked by how the fact that the temperature had gone out on the smoker and uh I had to pretty much save it. And it didn't actually turn out all that bad. It could have been a hell of a lot worse, I'll say that. So um, I wanted to bring you back to the ribs really quickly though, because one of the things I always struggled with when I started was was the membrane.
1: Oh, there, yeah, there, that thing's
0: a bitch to get off. There's always a membrane on the back of the ribs unless you get a butcher to remove it beforehand. And I always I could never quite tell if there was one, but I love the idea too, like because there's such a vast community of barbecuers and smokers on online. I found a bunch of blogs that were like, no, no, the, you leave the membrane on. It's good. I'm like, I like this guy's style. This is a lot easier. Yeah, but you don't yeah. need to
1: rip it off. It's fine. You get a nice bite with it.
0: Yeah, no, but I, I think it is better to take that thing off. I if I don't know what you do. I just take a paper cloth usually and just try to work it off and then rip it as hard as I can.
1: I don't even try. I tried a few times <laughs> when I, earlier. On, I'm like, it's hard. This. I'm not even trying. This is garbage. Nobody even notices. And if you do notice, screw you. I made you delicious ribs.
0: True. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really truly know what the membrane does or if it actually can ruin a cook or make it better. But as I said, people are, people have strong opinions about barbecue. I will say that.
1: It's an art man. Like I, I, I watch a lot of these YouTube videos with all of these, these hardcore barbecue guys. And not that I want to be one, but I definitely want to make some like delicious food for my family and friends. And, you know, investing really in this grill. Like, honestly, I, I love it. Like, I don't love a lot of things and maybe it's this turning 40 and it's just like, I love, I love to grill for my family. I love it. It's just like the Traeger grill, you know, smoker. It's easy to use. It's so fun, man. Oh, I, I, yeah. Like I actually look forward to it now. It's like, I get excited talking to people about it. It's just, it's just a fun tool to use. It's something nice in the summertime, especially, you know, we, we only have a short season of summer here in, in Canada. So, uh, to get out in the, the deck and cook something like nice and slow, have a beer or four or five beers while you're cooking, you know, something and, and monitoring the temperature, you know, it, it's just easy. Right. It's just, it's just nice. But you know, one thing I do want to touch on um, if you've never tried it is uh, smoking. Um, what the hell is it? Pork belly.
0: No, I've, I haven't i have tried pork. I've eaten pork belly, but I haven't tried smoking it, but effectively uh, you're just smoking a giant chunk of bacon. So how could it yeah. go wrong?
1: cutting them into cubes and, and smoking uh, and making them like basically uh pork belly uh, burnt ends. Holy shit. Those things are good. And you put a like sauce in them and you let, let it caramelize and just melts in your mouth. Oh my God. That's a, that's a go-to like the ribs are great. Pork belly uh, burnt ends are amazing. And then the big daddy of them all the, the famous brisket, right? That's one place like going back to like traveling and stuff like that, that Franklin barbecue down in, uh, Austin, that's a place that I totally want to check out. Apparently he's got like the, the best, uh, the best brisket in, in North America or the world, I guess, mm. essentially. But, uh, uh, he sells out quite quickly, but, uh, I bought his book, not like I'm going to be able to make his type of barbecue up here, but, um, it's just amazing the tools and some of these old smokers, these guys have as well, right? Like they have these like just, you know, roadside, you can buy I don't know if you've noticed, but if you're in the States, you can buy like smokers on the side of the highway. They just people selling these like hardcore smokers.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a culture there for sure. Um, another, you, you've brought up like brisket, ribs, and like that. Another one that actually, I think flies under the radar. And I did it for an American Thanksgiving while watching some football, but I did a smoked turkey, mm. predominantly smoked turkey breast. But, but uh you know, it's kind of, you go out there, you smoke your turkey, breast. I think I smoked it for like four hours, but you go out there with your eggnog, that's a nice, delicious treat during the for the end of the season. Effectively,
1: oh man, yeah, we did a smoked turkey this year as well. It turned out really, really well. I don't eat turkey, but uh, everybody said it was good.
0: I think turkey's forgiving too. Like you, as long as you don't dry it out, it's good. Um, switching gears slightly off the off the smoker, we can always come back to it as as well. But one of the things I wanted to so like steaks, like oh I, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done a steak on this on the smoker, but I do like I, I, I've 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 sorry, I've brought the cast iron pan into my repertoire and I just throw that thing on the grill. I close the lid, let it get up to like 700 degrees and then just sear the steak. But uh, you, do you use the cast iron pan as well?
1: I have been cooking uh, steak with a cast iron pan like religiously now for the last year. But this is what this is what you got to do. You got to smoke a steak. Then do the reverse sear. So oh, get that that's get that, get that smoke, get a, like a nice ribeye, and then you smoke it for like a good hour. Get that nice hickory taste into it. Oh yeah, cherry, uh, whatever mesquite. You know, just some good, some good smoke into the meat, and then you reverse sear it. It's it turns out so good.
0: Well, like, don't you risk getting like a medium rare or a medium cook on it then?
1: Oh, unless you want it
0: rare. Oh yeah like, yeah we only need it rare. Yeah, so, like yeah.
1: You might be able to get it but you got to like oh it's so good. Just it enhances the flavor of the steak. It just makes it oh you get that nice like red mahogany color too when you're using like a hickory. Oh my god. It's so good.
0: Yeah, with the cast iron like I've got that thing seasoned probably over like about seven or eight seasons of just it's just butter and bacon to start yeah. off and I just season the hell out of it. But the um but yeah the steaks are uh, as I said I just I put on a layer of salt about an hour before cook time. Let all the, oh, bef- sorry, I pat it down with a paper towel first. Get all the moisture off. Uh, put a layer of salt. Let that come to the surface over an hour period again. Paper towel that all off. Then put another little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. And you just get that sear on it so perfectly. It's oh, it works, it's phenomenal, especially with a filet mignon that's a little bit thicker. No risk of overcooking it. It's always rare. Oh, it's it's a great great way of going about it. Lid open. Oh. Always make sure the lid's open. Meat's awesome. Meat's the best.
1: Yeah. Can't believe people don't eat meat.
0: All well, those people are weak. <laughs> I don't know. They have weak immune systems. I don't know. Like, it's each their own. You can you can smoke veggies. Like, I've I've grilled. Uh, I've grilled veggies for my brother.
1: Yeah, it's grilled cold. veggies are fine, but <laughs> when you can pound a ribeye steak that has hickory smoke in it, or. You know hickory smoked ribs or hickory smoked brisket. Oh my god,
0: it's so good! But I think we have to post some videos this summer of uh, any cooks that we got going on. Then.
1: Oh yeah, we'll totally share. I share the cooks on the old uh, Traeger and the old Black Egg. Oh, you yeah, got to but... get a Traeger, Jeff. You got to get a Traeger
0: no see i like the i like the simplicity of the black egg i just i just play with the grates. i get the temperature to where i want it and then as i said i get an excuse for the entire day where i'm like all right i'm just gonna mow the lawn i'm just gonna sit outside in the sun and enjoy a beer and i guess like well, i can't leave because i gotta watch the temperature it's a perfect excuse to be left alone which i think is all i truly want other than the barbecues (laughs)
1: leave me alone it is nice it is nice just to chill out and Smell that, smell that smell too, eh? Like just sitting there and taking it in. You get a little waft of the, the smoke every once in a while coming out of the smoker.
0: I'm sure my neighbors really love when I go outside to start my grill in my like robe. <laughs> it's just like, get it started early. All right. So, um, we're coming up on about a half hour of our barbecue episode here before we sign off in that regard. Anything you want to pass on to the listener? Last final bit of, um, advice.
1: Well, I told them where to go to buy one. I told him what to buy. Um, I told him how to do it. Um, so basically just, uh, yeah, follow, uh, follow my lead on uh, what to do in regards to getting a Traeger smoker. Honestly, you will not. And I swear you will not be disappointed. My brother-in-law got one. We were trying to have him on the, the pod tonight. Um He wasn't able to make it, but this guy, I thought I enjoyed barbecue. He is just loving it and he does everything he's done so many briskets and um so many different types of meat uh, on his he's uh he's just loving it oh and let's not forget about dirty bird like the uh the chicken like chicken's great on the smoker as well so
0: um actually that may be a good idea like a, do a beer can chicken on the smoker this summer oh yeah oh I think yeah. with the, with the with the weather we've been getting I think it's ample opportunity to do that right now.
1: I did, uh, bacon wrapped, uh, chicken breasts, uh, in the fall last year, turned out amazing.
0: Nice. All right. So now you know where to go get your grill or your, sorry, your smoker, you know, who where to go, you need, you know, you need to buy, um, differing views on rem- removing the membrane, but you know, if you go out there and you try your first cook this summer, let us know how it went. And, uh, hopefully you learn from better experiences than what we had.
1: Well, Jeff, what do you want to tell a listener about smoking?
0: Enjoy the day off. As I said, get get it going early in the morning. Uh, find a good recipe. I like my own rubs. I, I make my own. Not that I've not had good store-bought ones, but I try to find recipes. Unfortunately, a lot of my recipes are a little bit too spicy uh not for me but for uh my my lovely adoring wife but but no i think it's like just make sure you get your uh try to get that membrane off the night before put your rub on the night before um and then like brad was alluding to uh do your best to make sure you don't dry out your product if you're going to do a long cook on it um you know incorporate some butcher paper incorporate some tin foil. um i like i use a mop Uh, which is like a is a vinegar and alcohol kind of thing kind of just spray it on there put some spices in that as well i usually use the drip tray which i pour a couple beers in there as well i don't know why for some reason at some point in time somebody told me beer would be good to put in that thing so it just keeps evaporating the alcohol around the ribs um and yeah as i said no matter if you're doing a long cook always make sure that you just don't dry out your product and i think you'll you'll be pretty happy with how it turned out and just enjoy your ass off in the on a saturday afternoon in the bar, in the backyard.
1: Get a smoker. <laughs> no, that's awesome man. This was a a fun chat about the old barbecue season. Summer's starting. Maybe we'll uh, we'll circle back later on in the summer and let listener know uh, how things are rolling with the smoker. Those those
0: Canadian smokers. Yeah, we'll do it. A- We'll do an actual, like, just nitty-gritty on a specific recipe that we'll try out. We'll each, we'll each try it out. We'll see how it went for each one of us. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in, and have yourself a lovely evening. Thanks again for listening to Those Canadian Lads podcast.
1: Give us a follow on social media. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you like what you heard, give us a follow and share it with your friends. Thanks again and have a great night.